When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Talking Cop. I'm Gav, it's Sunday night, it's me, Emma, Shawnee, Keith should be along shortly. And um, Liverpool 4, Brentford 1 at the G-Tech Community Games Stadium um, in Brentford, so I think that's what it's called. Uh, I didn't, I hadn't a clue what that stadium was called yesterday until um, I was listening to the post-match show with Matt and he named it. I was like, well, what are you reading? Okay. So, anyway, Brentford 1, Liverpool 4. Three points, four goals, Salah returns, but injuries to Jota, injuries to Jones, and um, there's loads of rumours going around as to what's going on there, but I doubt you will hear that in official until tomorrow, at the earliest, when scans are checked and all that sort of messing. But um, let's get into it. Johnny, how are you? Another three points for the Reds, but it did come at a cost. Yeah, yeah, that point, uh, it sours out a little bit, but... Uh, yeah, three points and a fucking banana skin out of the way of that. I'm not going to lie to you. I've been dreading since these kind of blocks of games were um, like in place. I kind of looked at that Brentford away when I went, that's that's always a poxy game. Oh, yeah, it's a half 12 kickoff now as well. That's great stuff. That's a great bit of gear that going away there at half 12 is always fucking brilliant for Liverpool, isn't it? Crack. MTN. Uh, always go crack. Um, yeah, three points and fucking, you know, as I said, you are in WhatsApp groups with me. I'm fucking devastated, man, over the, the, the potential loss of Jota for a long, it's definitely long term anyway, in terms of more than six weeks, a crucial part of the season when he's one of the most clutch players, but there is the comfort of, we replaced him with Mouse Alley yesterday, so it could be fucking worse, like, you know what I mean? It could be worse. But yeah, just kind of keep rolling now, isn't it? We're, we're going to need luck. You, you don't win out without luck. Um, we've it's been a shite week in terms of luck, in terms of Trent having a reoccurrence and then Allison being injured again because he's fucking. Ah, oh, we won't get into that. And now Jota and look, Darwin should be okay, and we don't know what the story is with Jones, but we'll have all the lads on the TikTok who are there. I've now <laughs> looking at a few videos and then coming to conclusions and then it's like it's like going on Google when you have a headache and then you just start sending out bleeding. you start sending out the invoices to Ron Massey going look listen I'm going to say <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a song back and I, I'm definitely going to be dead in the next three yeah. days <laughs> it was, uh, just do a soup and sambos and uh, don't make full a big fuss I, I hold on I refuse any funeral should have a full carvery don't care anyone yeah. says so we're only having that conversation today. I fucking hate Carvery. What? I, not, I hate Carvery. Well, I, I hate Carvery. You go out and get enough meals. You don't eat Carvery. No, yeah, no, no, I don't eat Carvery. No. Right. I just I was only having that conversation with the <laughs> missus today when we were having a dinner. I said yeah. I hate Carvery. Now she was having roast beef 
It's probably the same as a carvery, except it gets brought to our bleeding table. Jesus, oh, hey. yeah, oh, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> oh, I can't hear him. He's uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't do anything. Keep don't do anything. There you go. Can we hear you now? Can you hear me now? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, anyway. We're yeah. talking about Carvery's Keith. Um, I was saying a Carvery yeah. has to be a full Carvery at funeral. Emmett hates Carvery. And all because um, Sean, he said, look, there's people on Google going, looking up <laughs> back injuries and knee injuries and <laughs> invoicing Ron Massey over Jota and stuff like that. So that's that's all we talked about, Keith. You've missed fuck all. I've missed nothing. I've had a nightmare. My laptop power won't come on. It's going off and off. So, you know, it might be brief tonight, but we'll see how we go. Yeah, no matter. <laughs> No bother. Anyway, Emma, Emma, sorry, where are we? Yeah, Shawnee is going on about the injuries and stuff like that. You're you're absolutely talking shy um, with regards to the car and stuff like that. But, Emma, look, well, I'll get into the injuries in a little bit. Uh, we're going to get into the game coming up during the week, um, which I believe you're going to, Keith. Um, um, yeah, it looks like there might be a couple of bodies out. But just um, on the game itself, like we always do on a Sunday, you know, Going into it, the win itself, a couple of players who always arrive. If you want a minute by minute, action by action uh, take on it, the lads done their uh, post-match show yesterday, um, Matt and Kev, so that's there available for download and on our channel if you want to. But Emma, first to you then. Um, and Sean, sorry, Sean, he already said it going into those games. He was looking at that going, for fuck's sake. But Emma, going into it, like it is a half 12. We've had bad luck all week with regards to, you know, Sobers, Loy, Allison, Trent, we're getting Bradley back. Salah looks like he'd be back and stuff like that. But it's still one of those games. They're not in great form. I think they took nine points from 39, I heard during the commentary yesterday. Um, but it's still one of those games, isn't it, when you're going in going, these fuckers, like we've, we've literally drawn with them when we should have won and we were terrible there last season. Yeah, so we Klopp has never got a win there. I think it was, this was his third time trying as far as I know. Um, and he's, I think he's been beaten and drew. Um, yeah, it, it had the potential to be a banana skin, but because so many people were talking about it being a banana skin, and because of, and this is going to sound, yeah, right, uh, I thought it'd be just like us to go and absolutely smash them. Now, I know we probably didn't smash them. Scarlet probably suggests that we did. Um, but, um, yeah, half 12. I think we've won all of our half 12s, and yet everybody hates a half 12. Have we won all of them? I'm really um, sure we have. City, Man City, we drew. We drew one, I would say. We right. played City, we a, yeah. We have a last one. Um, but yeah, no, look, these games are potential banana skins. They, they, I, Not many people have gone there. Even the, the top six, I don't think many have gone there and got wins. They've got draws and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it is a tough, it's a tough place to go. Ivan Tony back. Um yeah, he's unbelievable, but I wouldn't have him at Liverpool. I think he's a bit of an arsehole, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, he's always a danger man. Mope is in good form as well. I never thought I'd say those words, but they seem to be kind of teaming up well, the pair of them. So, yeah, it was a potential banana skin. Um, I didn't get to see it, so I was listening to it on the radio. So um, I was kind of glad that I wasn't going to watch it because it did have the... the the potential to be a banana skin, but then when the first goal goes in, I kind of relaxed a little bit. I think that's important for us. If we get to halftime and we haven't scored, it kind of encourages the other teams. The fact that we got the goal in the first half to me kind of maybe relaxed me a little bit. I didn't see the score then until it was 3 0. So. Mm. Keith, you know, we're going into it. Um, and I think most of us are kind of the same. I was a bit like, I was a 
not nervous going into it. It's just a bit apprehensive of, you know, if we're a bit slow out of the blocks here, these are, these are sort of focused and get a goal on you and they, they're quite happy to sit in and then they're looking for Tony and that like clown that plays up front for them. He's not any good. Um, Mope. But like the, I would have been way more worried if you had him Bueno and, um, Wissy because when he plays yeah. them two with, with Tony, they're, they're, they're magic at times. Um, and I'm hoping a couple of them are back for midweek when they play City. But Keith, when you look at the airline up, you had, you had go Keller and go because of Allison. But, Having said that, it's blessing in disguise for Kelleher maybe. So he's going to play this. He's going to play Luton. He has the cup final. So he's getting a bit of a run before that. Bradley is back. I think everyone was happy with that because obviously Trent is out. Robertson gets the nod over over Gomez. Canati comes back after suspension. And in midfield, Endo McAllister Jones kind of picks itself. You know, Gravenberch and Elliot feel like they're the, the fourth and fifth men at the minute. And then up front, Salah's on the bench. So the, the front three are the front three. And did you think, look, we have enough going into this? Because I, I was apprehensive, but I looked at it and went, physically, I think we're good in that side. And I think if Salah's coming off the bench, Gravenberch, Elliot, and Gomez, should we need it for physicality? I felt we'd have enough. I just I just wanted us to take control of the game early. Yeah, I suppose when you look at the team now, and we'll touch on it later on when we talk about the injuries and things like that. Like, we've got a squad there that, you're looking at whatever combination are going in there and you're happy enough that they'll at least battle and they'll at least try. And I looked at the team and I thought, yeah, happy enough with that. I'm delighted to have Endo back because I think it makes a huge difference. And I think he was excellent yesterday. Um, I think, you know, the, the likes of Brentford was always a difficult game. It was always a hard place to go. The stats saying we hadn't won there before, but this is a different Brentford as well. Um, I was confident enough going in when I saw the team. I thought, you know, as with a lot of it, it depends what sort of Darwin Nunes you're getting will dictate how you play. And I thought he was excellent first half and happy enough with that, you know, that, that you see a Nunes playing and you see Jota and Diaz. I mean, when you've got a front three like that and you've still got Salah on the bench and you've got Cody Gakbo on the bench, it just shows the strength that we have in depth that we haven't had in other years. You know, this is, we've had better maybe teams before the Bobby, Sadio, Mo sort of trio up front. But this now is a genuine sort of five. Right? We don't know Gakbo isn't going to be the same as, you know, Jota, but they're good players that can come in and do a job when you need them to. So looking at it, whatever combination we went with, I would have been confident enough going into this one. And the midfield at the moment is picking itself just because Gravenberg and Elliot are maybe on the outside. You wouldn't start Elliot in many games. I think he's better coming in as an impact sub. And Gravenberg, Gravenberg's done okay. I think he's getting a bit of unfair criticism, but if he plays, he plays. So, you know, we don't have a lot of numbers, but what we're putting out there, I'm always confident that we can do things and we'll be going forward, you know, even with the news of the injuries. I'd expect that we'd be able to put out teams that can that can deal with these. And I was impressed where we went out when about yesterday, you know. Good game. Yeah. We um oh, someone's killing someone. Um what was I gonna say? Shawnee, over to you. Um Bradley coming back. You know, we always, I, I feel like we, we just talk about Bradley every week. But for what he went through in the last, in the last, uh, you know, 10 days, two weeks, he comes back. Um, and I was delighted to see him back. Just talk to me about the fullbacks because I think the centre half's done a really good job yesterday. But the fullbacks were where the focus was going to be for me. Bradley, 
I think is excellent. I think Gomez is a bit unlucky not to be in the side. But um, the fullback's done really well, didn't he? And, and with a youngster coming in and an experienced man coming back and getting into a rhythm, there are two more pluses again for us. I know there's negatives coming later that we're going to talk about, but there are two huge pluses for us. Yeah. Yeah, you uh, like massively. So I think we spoke about it last week when like we weren't fucking crippled with injuries. We we talked about um the kind of luxury this season where like you have no real issue seeing Quanta or Bradley in a, in a forced eleven. Um, I don't typically have issues with forced elevens because I'm thirty one years of age. To be honest with you, um, but it's one of them things now where you kind of don't flinch if you see them in there and. I think the best compliment I can play Connor Bradley is that he's literally Andy, Andy Robertson at, at right back. Um, that's why he reminds me of Andy Robertson when he forced, forced into Liverpool. Not that Robbo has lost any of his quality or his enthusiasm, but obviously it's not to the level as it was when he forced breaks into the team. But that's exactly what I see with Bradley at the moment. That, that energy, that enthusiasm, and then the quality to build. You know, I thought he was really good yesterday. He's, he's a threat a real threat going forward and a different sort of aspect to Trent where Trent can hold you from deep and open you up a pass. Bradley is like fucking blood and thunder down the line in the box. You always see him popping up around the box. He always seems to be on the scene if uh, the ball is kind of breaking on the edge. So I've absolutely no issue with Bradley being in there. It's actually was so fucking lucky that he has had this sort of um, breakthrough into the team because um, Trent would have been a used miss, but thankfully we've not really, there's not been a game yet where you turn around and said, we don't know what, we really miss Trent today. And I think that's the biggest compliment I can play him. And then it's great to have Robertson back, like since the turn of the year, since maybe October, November, Joe Gomez has been a real standout performing, performer for Liverpool, in my opinion. I think is, um, I don't, I won't be so dramatic to say that he's probably saved his Liverpool career. Well, he's definitely justified the means of him given that new contract a few years ago after a couple of really bad injuries. And it's kinda it's really nice to see kinda a, a faith in a player being repaid by him sticking it out because he could move. Like Joe Gomez could move and play centre back for most teams every week. Probably yeah. play Champions League every week. Like maybe sign by sports and play Champions League every week next year. You know, he's he's good at he's definitely good enough. And the only problem we ever had with Jones uh, with Gomez is that his body seemed to let him down, but he seems to be really trusting in his body again. And then it, like that gives us another because we're seeing Gomez as a real left back option now, and he's he's still a centre back as well. At the end of the day, he can still play centre back. And despite all of the talk we've had about the players that we're missing now, like you need to remember, John Matter. Is, is out for the season and like you don't really it's not being taken into account really because we've been good and we've not struggled there but Matip's a huge player for Liverpool on any other day and that just goes to that speaks of the volume speaks volumes of the strength of the squad that we've not really missed these lads although they've been long term because the likes of Bradley's the likes of Kwanzaa and the likes of Gaum have really stepped up in the absence of any of the lads at the back and I think if that's a team of the season, then we should be optimistic because Gagbo, Darwin, Diaz and Jota all stood up in Salah's absence. 
there's a chance now Jones could be out for a little bit. We don't know what what spitballing, but I was really impressed with Gravenberg when he came in yesterday. And I feel Gravenberg has got something to prove. Like we paid money for him. Like it, it wasn't a fucking a drop in the he need, he came in and he's really good at the start and he probably his performance is probably tied off a little bit, which is fair, which is when you're in an album that can happen. But he needs to step up more and squad players need to step up now. And like you kind of get a bit of a knee jerk out of the way after the injuries yesterday, but you have to remember like that. This Liverpool team have like been scrapping from very, very yeah, early in the season. Jono says there we have the deepest squad in the Premier League. Give Arsenal yeah, and City the equivalent injuries and they'd struggle more than us. He, he said that about four minutes into the show. I kept it. Um, yeah. Next level says Bradley was exceptional yesterday. We found the gem. It's a pity he plays for the North because he walks into the Ireland 11. I wouldn't inflict that Ireland team on anybody. Um, and I mean that. I wouldn't yeah, inflict them on it's anybody. Just, um, like, we've been grinding literally from the fucking, from the kickoff with going down to nine at Newcastle, or nine at Spurs, ten at Newcastle, ten at home to Bournemouth. We've, like, the, I think the adversity has kind of, um, it's been there since the start, and we've, we've more or less answered every question. You could be sceptical about the Arsenal game a couple of weeks ago, and that can happen. That, that can happen when you just don't turn up and they do when you get beaten, well beaten. But, I think we're going to have to lean into the whole fucking the fact that clubs are for me. If like it's going to take a fucking colossal effort to win this league, and I too, I think it's definitely possible. It becomes a little bit more difficult when you lose players like that. But then you see City yesterday, and then you kind of go, Do you know what? We should be fucking up for this, and we shouldn't wilt, and you should enjoy every single second of these next fourteen league games because it's all in the melting pot. As far as I'm concerned, it's fucking, it's absolutely there to be won. Um, so, uh, look, buckle up. That's all I'm going to say. Buckle up. Buckle in. All, 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 bring all your cans onto the quadruple bus. Yeah. And we'll be all right. That's, that's the way we should be. Passio yeah. says, jot the scans not done and checked until tomorrow. Stop with this, you know, and he's not talking to you, he's talking to people quoting the two months there. We're not going to tell you how long Jota's out for because we haven't got a fucking brace, right? So we're not going to pretend we do. What we will do is have a little chat later about the effect on the squad that the likes of Jota and Jones being missing has on not only the squad but other players around them. Um, Emma, talk to me about, talk to me about the midfield because, you know, Endo and McAllister in particular that were actually yesterday. Endo's a madman, right? You go on about Darwin Nunes being mad. Endo's a bleeding head case, right? Gets a yellow card, looks at refs and says, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? And just keeps doing these little sly ones and stuff like that. And do you know what? It's it's the sort of stuff that we've given out for years about Man City and stuff doing and getting away with. And Endo seems to just brought this in where he's like, I'll do this. But I thought he was excellent. I thought McAllister was excellent. It's a brilliant goal he gets. But then you look at um, Gra- Gravenberg that has to come in. I thought Gravenberg was really good when he came on. Mm-hmm. Those two are crucial, aren't they, Emmy? And though McAllister right now. Well, the, the, the trade them are all involved in McAllister's goal. Yeah, but but they, but them two are huge at the moment because we're waiting on Slob's like to come back. Elliot's yeah. still there. Um, but as as good as those two were, does Elliot and and Gravenberg now look and go right? Hold on. You know what I mean? If that, if Sabo's lawyer is out, if Jones has done his, his ankle, and we don't know how long that's going to be, Jones could be fucking playing Wednesday. Do you know what I mean? He could be playing the cup final. He could be <clears> for six weeks. We don't know. But surely those players now have to look and go, right, I've been coming on, I've been influencing games, like Elliot has been. Um, Gravenberg's going out and finding me feet. 
But they must look now and go, this is a real chance now for not to nail down uh, like a definite starting 11 spot, but like, really make a massive influence on this Liverpool season. Yeah, I, 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 th- I think Keith's right. I think Graham Bears has probably got kind of the sh- shitty end of the stick from some people. Um, you can see the quality that he has. He has played really well in games, but Sean is right. You're coming in and out of games. You're, you're not starting. You're getting 10 minutes here, 15 minutes there. Probably not playing in the position you want to play in. It's not only is it a chance for them to kind of not cement the place in the team, but it's it's basically to to show that they contribute to the squad. And I think probably the person that might benefit from it most is probably Gravenberts. I'd say probably lean more so towards Gravenberts than Elliot if it's the a case of filling the Jones role. And um, Gravenberts does play on the turn. He does try and get forward a little bit like. Jones, he holds on to the ball a little bit, uh, like Jones as well. Um, but don't forget, you've got Gakpo as well that could easily do a midfield job as well. It's the squad is, and John was right. We probably do have the the deepest squad. Um, there's never really a massive drop off when people come in. Um, <coughs> but I, I listed out who's like taking into account that Jones might be injured, Jonathan might be injured. When you list out the players that we still have. There's still plenty there without even dipping into the McConnells or the Clarks or the uh, the Kumas. Uh, okay, you're nearly saying Bradley's part of the first team squad. Oh, he is. 100%. Yeah, big time. Um, but I think there's still enough there. Talk that Sabasloy might be back for, for the bench on Wednesday. If not, he'll be back for the cup final. Um, yeah, look, all of these are going to... Sean is right. You're probably going to have to... Kind of drag on the the clubs last season, but like it doesn't matter how how often you play or how well you play, as long as you contribute to the team, anything that you win, you get a medal for. So, do you know what I mean? It's that they're all going to be pulling in the right direction. I think uh, I think it's more so grabbing burst than Elliot, to be honest with you, not <laughs> dogging Elliot at all. But I do think that he's probably made the four sub his kind of his role. Um, we spoke about it last week. Um, but yeah, they're, they're going to step up. I'm just glad we have them to rely on than what we've had on in previous years. Yeah, I think we have an extra layer of protection there, I suppose, before you do start getting down to the McConnells and, yeah. the, and the Kumas. Whereas and the previously, and that's, that's, yeah. Keita, Oxlade-Chamberlain, we were, <coughs> yeah. we were so getting a Martin in. You'd, we were you'd getting, be bypassing them and going to like yeah, the toilet yeah, Martin, yeah. etc. Yeah. yeah, and that's nothing against the young lads. It's just no. the pressure we're under now or the pressure that's coming, it's probably not fair on them um, with the lack of experience you have. Now, you never know. There's usually someone that pops up towards the end of the season, never played a bleeding game in their lives. Remember that McKay, the fucker, and then uh-huh. just scores a goal and, and makes a big influence. And that could happen with a Liverpool player. Uh, Keith, let's get on to the forward line because I want to start talking goals, right, um, before we get to the injuries and stuff like that and a little bit on Klopp. But, Keith, at the forward line yesterday... Um, it's all very disjointed because of the injury and stuff like that. And, you know, and then Salah has to come on and then we, we get on to Salah in a bit. But let's talk about Darwin Nunes because, um, uh-huh. like, what a bleeding goal. Uh, it's a free for Brentford. It's launched in the box. It falls down. Van Dijk just comes on and says, no messing here and launches it. And I think Jota produces one of the best assists I've ever seen. The ball is coming down with snow on it, right? at about 50 mile an hour with a defender up his hole and he, he just places a header into the middle of the pitch for Nunes. It's absolutely brilliant. And then the finish, what I love, Keith, is he looks at the keeper 
and then he could have a load of options, slot a left, slot a right, go around him, hit a hard, wherever it might be, and then he just says, fuck this, and he just chips him, and the Brentford fans start cheering, thinking it's going over, and it drops into the net. Um, if you if you have any doubt over this fella's confidence, you know, them doubts have to be gone, Keith. He's one, he's one-on-one in a tight game, um, and he just does that. It was sublime. Yeah. I mean, you're right about the assist. I thought it was excellent. Um, Jot is so good in the air. Um, I'd say he's criminally underrated for his, and not by Liverpool fans, because we all seem to know, but, you know, the, the headers that he wins. Now, Brentford are the architects of their own downfall there because they're, they're piling everyone forward and not keeping much back. And Liverpool, with them being a fast-break team, you'd think they'd have a bit more back there. But Jota wins the header, cushions it in, expecting to get it back, I'd say, as well. But uh, Darwin goes through, and he's running with it, and he's running with it. And you're like, right. And, uh, maybe it doesn't flash before his eyes, right? Maybe he's just weird like this. But I'm looking at it, and I'm like, right, what the fuck is he going to do here? Because we've seen him trying to slot them and miss. We've seen him trying to blast them and miss. We've seen him going around the keeper to an open goal and hit the post. So I'm like, I've run out of ideas here, Darwin. I don't know how I'm going to be defending you now on Sunday night. And then kick it in, something like that. (laughs) (laughs) But he decides to bleed. And not only the the whole chip, right? Could have chipped them from further out. Wait till he gets into the box and your man is breathing down his neck. And then the sides to loop one over the top. Now, when you look at all the view, the different views of it today, you had, you know, the videos going around. You know, it, it's a sensational goal, absolutely sensational. Because all over chip, you can't beat it now. You don't see them that often anymore. You know, a nice, uh, a nice little dink over the keeper, but it's sublime and it's ridiculous because he has to learn to slot them. You know what I mean? At some stage, he's gonna have to learn to slot them. But that was a sensational goal. And similar to his, his header last week um, against Burnley, a fucking outrageous header. He does the outrageous simply, and he cannot do the simple things. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's the, I love him because of all this weird shit, but he's the weirdest footballer you'll ever see. He is the weirdest striker you're yeah. ever going to come across. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You know what remind me of? Remember that episode of The Simpsons where Bart wants the game and he gets a Lee Carvello's putting challenge and then <laughs> yeah. he's on the green and it's like, I suggest feather touch. And then it's like, you have selected poor drive. He just does the fucking... <laughs> Honest to God. And it wasn't, it wasn't a dink. There was snow on the thing coming down. Yeah. Amazing. Down, down the the whole trajectory of it was just mad. And he's way... He's in the box. I'm looking at him like, you got too close now. Like, what are you thinking yeah. Your man's oh, huge, right? And he's up making himself bigger. And he's yeah. fucking scooping the thing over him. The only reason, because my phone pinged for the goal and I seen him going through a one-on-one. But then when I seen him scooping, I was like, oh, does this go in? And I did. 
But yeah, look, he's fucking mad. That's probably the last finish he probably should have been picking. But uh, and I, I, yeah. the, thing, the thing I love the most about it is um, when they show Klopp's face. And you see, you can, yeah, yeah, and you, yeah. you don't even have to see like you know a half and half screen of him running through. You can just see Klopp going, what, oh, and then oh, you no. can see him chipping going, what? all right, he's done it. Like you know, what I mean, because Klopp was like, what is he's this? The lowest, he's the lowest hanging fruit in English football at the moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ah, yeah. Well, he's I tell you, if Darwin Nunes had the game uh, Haaland had yesterday, you'd be, it would have been, you know, hour upon hour across yeah. ah. the three channels. Um, but to be um, fair, the keeper, keeper, the keeper did everything he should do. Oh, yeah. He, got out, he yeah. Got out, made the angle narrow, so to slatten the boy him was going to be difficult. The only other option was probably to go around him. And as Keith said, he's done that before and hit the post. So, what? Well, and it's very hard to, 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 to make that finish with the ball running away from you. Normally, if yeah. it's going to, if it's maybe just even sitting at your feet, you can just dink it over him. So, yeah, it was unbelievable. I I heard it and immediately went looking for the video. Yeah. Well, I would stop that traffic lights. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, um, but look, it, it makes it makes a one nil, and you know, I think after the first ten minutes, I think Liverpool did take fair control of the game. Um, the passing was good. They were pressing. You know, everything you expect from Liverpool, they were doing it well. Um, after the first ten, like first ten minutes. Brentford getting a few balls in the box and stuff like that. But I think Liverpool just decided, right, no nonsense here and our quality will show out. And I think they probably, like, it was very evident from, from early on. And it's probably, if you watch Brentford every week, it's probably evident every week. They're so open at the back. They're, yeah, they're playing, unreal. it looks like they're playing three centre halves. And two of them are fucking, like, have chalk on their boots. It's absolutely insane what they're at. But Liverpool probably identified that. I mean, look, we get chances. Just don't make any silly mistakes. Um, second goal. Um, I'm trying to think of the fucking second goal. McAllister, McAllister, McAllister. Sorry, Salah McAllister. Um, and this is a really well worked move because it go, it, it gets flung up the pitch. I, I think it might be Van Dijk or Canati wins a header. Someone wins a header. Endo was it Endo. Endo. Oh, it was yeah. Endo? Yeah, he wins the <laughs> header. Gravenberch does really well because there's a fella hanging out of me. Manages to position his body to keep hold of the ball. Plays it into Salah. Salah moves with it and then plays a brilliant ball to McAllister, who's touch inside the defender is brilliant and doesn't hurry, doesn't you know try sweep, sw- you know sweep a home whatever, just gets a toe to it and puts it in the corner, and that's the benefit of having McAllister that little bit uh, forward. But that's the benefit of having Salah back because his eye for a pass over the last couple of years has just gone through the roof yeah. on me. Um, the goals are great, but the 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 eye for a pass and and the delivery of them is absolutely excellent. And <clears throat> Emma. Like, I'm looking at midfielders for Liverpool, and that must be. Have they, they must all do. Do they all have three, four, five each at this stage? Because Endo's chipped in with a few in all competitions. McAllister definitely has. Sobbers Loy has. Gravenberch has a couple. Elliot has a couple. Over 10 as well, I think. Yeah. Well, four of our five strikers have 10 goals in all competitions. Yeah. yeah. But the midfield. And Diaz must be close as well. Diaz would be close, but. But Emma, like, yeah. this is the value of having players that want to get in the box and know what to do when they get there. Yeah, and it's it's something that we've complained about. Like, like even last season, we were complaining. I, I, I'm not even sure how many goals came from from midfield, but we uh, we weren't getting enough goals from midfield, and that that problem seems to be solved. Um, you're saying we love to see the uh, midfielders that get into the box. Who was standing right beside McAllister when he scored? 
Endow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, after winning the header. You know I mean? and, and we're saying that that allows McAllister to get that little bit forward because we're thinking maybe Endo sitting back. He's literally standing on his shoulder as he yeah. as he actually plays it in. Go but mad yeah, like, for, dummy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's a great header from Endo. Again, for, for the size of him, he gets up in the middle of the park and wins it. Um, like you said, grabbing bears. That's one thing I like about grabbing bears is when he receives the ball, he tries and get, he, he tries and positions the ball as far away as possible from the person that's marking him, um, and then obviously tries to turn him, and then the ball to Salah. And it, I think Kev said I listened to a bit of the post match as well then, and Kev said that like for a left footer playing that ball in at that angle to uh, to McAllister was excellent as well. But um, yeah, it's a it's a cool finish. It's um look, he, he he traps the ball and it comes back through Ben Mee's is it Ben Mee's legs, I think. Um, one of them lads. Not saying not saying, not saying that it was half. intentional, but um yeah, it was uh, like kind of level headed, it didn't panic and slotted at home. So look, it's great to see the, the lads getting goals. When the strikers weren't firing a few weeks ago, the goals were coming from midfield. Um now they're all scoring in game. So look I I I'm not too overly worried not to get into talking about injuries. I, I still think we, we have enough. I'd love to have more, but I think with the goals that we're having from front and midfield, I still think we have a lot. Mm. Um, we make a three through Salah and Shawnee. This is just a ball up the pitch from Kelleher. A flick by Gakbo, who's just trying to get a flick on in hope. And the ball bounces thirty yards from Brentford's goal, and it's not a Brentford player in twenty five yards of it in the middle of the fucking pitch. And I was like, "Where are these boys gone?" Like, if I'm a Brentford fan, I'm sitting that ground and pulling me fucking hair out. Like these, I'm nearly sure he played three centre halves, and I'm like, "Where are they all gone?" And then Salah just goes, "Hold on," and he went by one. Yeah, he, he did. Like, went by one, Sean. He gets onto it, and he's up against Nathan Collins, and he just. Fakes the shoe, goes past him, and then holds off a big, boardy fucking defender and just slots it across the keeper. And the finish was great, Johnny, but the biggest thing for me was he just took off. There was no kind yeah. of, you know, was he worried about his hamstring or his groin or whatever was wrong with him? He just takes off and says, I am all over that, and makes a 3 0. And he's so good to have him back, Johnny, because, you know, we've raved about Jota and Diaz, um, Nunes, Gakbo, Bradley, whoever, um, over the last six weeks or whatever when Salah's not being here. But to have him back is yeah. huge, Shani. No matter what state the squad is in, it's just... still the man. Yeah, he's the he's king. Still the man. He is the man, yeah. He's still the man. And, yeah, a man trying to shoulder him in the box and then just going absolutely blading full <laughs> set, didn't he, hitting the clue. That's, that's a Mao goal. Like, that's a... That's the fourth season when he came in and he was literally unplayable. That's what reminds me of going back across the goal then as well to finish. And again, like, just fucking, to say we didn't miss this fella, this is how good we have been. You know what I mean? And he's back now and just with Jota potentially missing a while, it's just wrap this fucker up and, and do everything we can and just get ahead in games and get him off and put him on the bench and say, Listen, Mo, now you're hungry for golden boots or whatever, but I'd rather you just be fucking firm, ready to go whenever we need you. Yeah. A, a real difference maker. A, 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 he's done it time and time again for Liverpool since the day he walked in the door. There hasn't been a better attacker in the league since he walked in, in terms of goal score forward. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Go on about Haaland or whatever. It is tap-ins. It's 
Salah's just a fucking a joke and who knows where it's going with him but whenever he's around and in form Liverpool are always in the hunt and, and that's all you can kind of ask for I'd fucking I'd love him to stay on because I do think he could he genuinely has a chance at breaking records now because the old Saudi thing is not great from the reports coming from there and players going there he should really I just don't think he's ready to retire yet I, I think and that's what that would be that would be him retiring if he went there effectively and I just can't see it it just seems like a fella who's still playing football at the very, very top end of the game. Um, and just so fucking... And that's what I was saying earlier. Like, you jot the goals off and you're a bit disheartened and you say, ah, it's Mao coming on. You know, I, I think in an ideal world, he probably comes on at 70. You know, but he was there when we needed him. Um, a fucking... Just a monster of a player. Hmm. A monster and of a player. <clears throat> just just touching on the... the you know, because... Look, the Jota injury is, is, is very unfortunate yesterday. And, you know, I think Diaz is slowly coming back to form. I think he's been in yeah. quite good form over the last while. I think he's much more of a threat. Um, and he's contributing at someone said there. He's nine goals in all competitions, which is not bad considering he's been out for a little bit, you know, and the whole thing with his dad and everything. Um, and, you know, the Jota loss, wherever it's going to be, whether it's two months, three months, one month, we don't know what it is. We wait till the club tell us what's going on, right? But... <coughs> At the end of the day, look, Jota's been in superb form. And we, we said it a couple of weeks ago, you want Jota fit for the rest of the season because just he is, like you said earlier, he's clutch. You know, as soon as as soon as the chance comes, Jota will take it for you. But on the bright, not the bright side of it, I suppose, but, Shani, the, we're, we're still looking at Diaz, we're still looking at Nunes, we're still looking at Gakbo, we're still looking at, at Salah. And I think with Nunes still trying to, something to prove I think Diaz trying to prove how good he is Gakbo trying to get back to the form he was of last season and Salah coming in going these boys have done me a right bleeding you know a right shift in here for me while I was away I owe it to them now to, to absolutely go for this it's not all doom and gloom despite the job that was Sean no it can't be doom and gloom I fucking we, we oh we can't Sean no we go top of the league again <laughs> yesterday with City like we, we like you were thinking like right we, we, we still have to beat City in a couple of weeks' time. There's no fucking doubt about it. But there was a chance we beat City and you might need snookers in the other end because you're forcing it there. Like, them dropping points yesterday and us winning was huge. Like, think about the narrative, right? If that had been the half-12 game, <coughs> they dropped points and then they way we go and slap Brentford up. Everyone would have been like, oh, fucking lovely. There you go. That's a massive win for Liverpool. But because Liverpool just kind of went about that business yesterday and it was a follow-up and then... You have Arsenal doing that fucking party pieces. I don't really give a fuck, to be honest with you. But I, I'm loving all that Arsenal chat at the moment because I think it just it means we can just go about our business. Yeah. It's fucking huge. It's 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 so huge. And I love how when we got beaten a couple of weeks back by Arsenal, we were immediately discounted by everyone who doesn't matter. And, I, and I'm being serious when I say that. Anyone who doesn't matter just immediately discounted us. But it was never going to be the end. There's plenty of twists and turns to come in with you. And I fucking... Chelsea did us a proper solid yesterday because I, I I don't normally watch City, but I watched the game yesterday. And you see all the stats. And the stats were... They were accumulating them stats that they normally do. Whereas they've won 11 on the spin since December 19th. And they're, they're coming down the tracks. And, the, and, and then that just goes, pop, that stops that. And now we have to... They have to go again. They they have to come to Anfield now and beat us. 
they need to come to Anfield and be and that direct direct out of Anfield is shite when there's fans in the ground. They haven't beaten us there on that pitch when there's been fans in the ground. They, they just they, they haven't been able to manage it. They have to go to sports. They have to play Arsenal at home. So it, it's fucking it's there for us to be like you're thinking near perfection is needed. If we can beat them, if we can beat these cunts in a couple of weeks time and do the job beforehand you're putting yourself in the driving seat and I think momentum is fucking real. I don't care what anyone says. I was listening to a, a podcast the other day with uh, Patrick Mahomes. Now, a lot of people don't like him but he he's a born winner and he turns around and talks about the importance of momentum in sport that the effect that has on a team that especially in a team who's yeah. won before um, when it's gone they know what's going on. And when you have big personalities in the team say, right, this is on here and we just need to keep the fucking momentum rolling. And that's what I actually think we have in our favour at the moment because we're not really being talked about. But because yesterday, City have to come to Anfield and beat us now. They have to. They yeah. absolutely must. They've no choice. Now, we could fucking drop points on Wednesday, which I highly do. They could drop points again on, on Tuesday and then they're kind of going, fucking hell, they're wobbling. Champions League coming back around with them ticking fast. Bit of luck Friday, we get a, a reasonable draw in the Europa League where we can kind of rotate a little bit. It's fucking there. It's, it's there to be won. It, it, it's absolutely there to be won. We do need a little bit of luck on the injury front. But you just have to hope that Sabozloy Trent coming back in and then the added boost of Allison in a few weeks whenever he's ready. We'll just kind of give it that little bit of rejuvenation again. Momentum is huge. This is fucking... It's big for us yesterday. Look at their celebration when they got the equaliser yesterday. Look at City's celebration when they... That's a huge let-off. They thought we're going to... And I thought as well. I thought as well. They think, oh, these are just going to fucking crumble now and, we, and we'll beat them. And then the, the elation of the equaliser to the petulance are full-time. They're feeling yeah, the pressure. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't the two points dropped. That was the big. Well, it is a big thing, but it was. It was their reaction yesterday that I thought a uh, kind of a kind of confirmed to me that in the back of their minds they're thinking these cons Liverpool won't go away, and now we're at the giving them. We're at the giving them the the, the free hit back. Yeah. You know, Owen Conway says a draw to Anfield with City, considering there's no chance we win at Goodison or Old Trafford. Are you are you fucking serious? I don't think we've no chance of winning at Goodison or Old Trafford. Uh, okay. I've seen a few people have said that recently. Um, oh, putting Liverpool that. down for, well, putting them down for losses. Never mind fucking draws. Oh, like, yeah. anything can happen. Anything can happen. But you'd have to say, and Shani touched on something, and I'm a huge believer in it as well, is the momentum thing. If you've got a team that have done, and Man City have a team that have done, and they have muscle memory and know what to do. Liverpool have a, a new team, but they still have all the big, the big boys that are there. The Virgils, the Allisons, the Robertsons, the Salas, Trent, you know, that have done it and seen it and know what's needed. And they've also got a fan base that have done it. Now, Arsenal don't have that. Arsenal have a couple of players that came in from Man City that won the Premier League. But they have a fan base that haven't seen the Premier League in about, what, 19, 20 years or something, was it, since they won? Or maybe it's not yeah, that, Arsenal. is it? Arsenal, yeah. So, 20 years. 20 years since they've won it. So they've also got a jittery bleeding fan base to deal with. I think, you know, I think we're underestimating Liverpool in this run-in. Momentum goes a long way and the the more you keep chopping down them trades, it gets easier and easier. And I don't know, I think if we do the City one and we can get the win there, I think the others 
just become part of the process. You know what but I mean? It's just the, let, me, let me ask you something, man, because it, it came into me head there. Rory Fitzgerald says, I was looking up City's record after Shani mentioned it. 11 in a row and Liverpool are still top of the division, which just shows what sort of form Liverpool are on as well. Um, <coughs> but Keith, you know, you're talking about, um, you know, get that done, the other one takes care of themselves. We, we were talking a couple of weeks ago about, look, these block of games, get through them. You know, injuries will mm. come back and we are talking about, do we have to kind of have the same conversation again here? Because I know there's, you know, obviously Luton, Chelsea in the Cup, Southampton in the Cup, Forest away, City at home. That's our next five, right? Yeah. Um, but there's only three day games in there. Luton, Forest, City, right? That's before, And then you're yeah. at the 9th or 10th of March. 9th of March, I think, is the City game, right? So you're halfway into March, right? Is this what Liverpool have to do again? You know, like they always go on about we take every game at a time and everyone fucking says that. It's, the, it's one of the biggest cliches in football. But do Liverpool, like Liverpool, I think have been looking at these block of games going, we get lads back, we get Mo back, we get Endo back. And at the time when we were talking about it, we'll have Sobers lie back and I th- think Trent gets injured in the middle of it. But we're kind of trying to map our way through a couple of fixtures and getting the boys back for whatever might come. It's the same situation again, for, isn't it, Keith? It's it's probably, it, yeah. yeah, but you have to include the City game in this. I think it's actually manage the City game and then you're looking at lads coming back and then you go, right, where are we? Right, let's go for it. And I think people are underestimating Arsenal a little bit, by the way. Go on, what do you think? Yeah, no, I think you have to look at it in blocks and I think Jorgen always looked at it in blocks. Um, you know, you, you look at this this group of games and look, the way it's fallen, no, we don't want the injuries and we don't know the severity of Saturday's injuries and we know Alisson and Trent and, you know, back then we thought Thiago would have made an appearance and he's now been ruled out as well. So injuries happen, we've dealt with them well up till now. It's not the worst group of five. Do you know what I mean? Like I said, I'm going to the Luton game. I'd be happy enough to save Leighton Lake up to a round type team and that. Do you know what I mean? I don't mean to underestimate Luton. But if we have to start managing a squad and, and giving minutes to the, the fringe players, and I'm talking about the Harvey Elliotts, do you know what I mean? Like, so be it. Do you know that way? I'll sacrifice me, me entertainment for, for three points because the three points just keeps it rolling and keeps it rolling. And then, as you say, we've got the League Cup final. Look, that'd be difficult. Chelsea, they're not a great team, but right, we made shit in them there the last time, but they're on the back of a good point against Man City. They'll feel like they should have won that game. Um, rightly or wrongly, they'll feel that they, they probably let the point slip. But like, fancy us to be able to beat them. You know, Kelleher coming in, it's no bad thing. I thought, by the way, he was excellent uh, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And Bournemouth thought he's he was excellent. He's unlucky, he's unlucky for their goal. He makes a brilliant save for their goal. Mm. Makes a great. Can't put it anywhere else. He's blasted at him. He's on his line. He gets there now and it just falls to defeat. But I just think, you know, a run of games for him, right? We all want Alisson to be playing. But we knew Quivin would be playing the League Cup final. And anyway, so he gets that. We roll in then to Southampton and Forest. You know, then you can't you know, underestimate these teams, but they're games you should be winning with a bit of squad management. And as you say, then we roll into Man City. And that's, look, that's the big one. That's where it all ends. Not all ends, sorry, it all comes down to it. And if we can win that game, like I said, it just keeps us going. Whereas last week, well, Friday, Man City knew that a draw at Anfield and they win every other game. That's enough for them. Now it's not. You know, so psychologically, I'm putting these doubts, I'm putting these little bruises onto them. How did they do it? You were spot on about their reaction. They were the same in Newcastle. Nobody came back and met Newcastle 
and they celebrated like bleeding lunatics. And look, I'm not against celebrating, but I think it can be very telling how you celebrate. I think you can get too emotional or too maybe over-emotional. How do you manage that? I think Mikel Arteta is a lunatic for it, whereas I know Klopp has done it, but always seem to be able to manage it well. I think there's cracks in Man City, and I think there's an opportunity for us or Arsenal, and I hope it's us. To go in there and win. But we have to look at these games, Gavin, and say, look, what I'd expect is a League Cup win, uh, next round of the FA Cup, and six points in the league before we get to the Man City game. And I I think that's realistic, you know? Yeah. It could have been a worse group of games. Absolutely, it could have been. And and we've been managing injuries all season. Well, yeah, well sorry, John yeah. says here, right, Gav, you got to let the soft spot you have for Arsenal go. I hate them, their fans, Lego head, and they carry on and give them no respect. <laughs> First of all, I don't have a soft spot for Arsenal. I have respect for Arsenal, um, way more than yeah. I would have Man City, and I've openly said it. Yeah. If it's if it's, if we have to lose a title to one of those two, I'll happily lose to Arsenal. Don't be worrying about their fan base and everything else. That's You're paying too much attention to them. And second of all, you're not me that, so stop telling me what to do. <laughs> uh, money messing with you. Listen, but no, I, I, look, I think... As much as we've, I think, I think Arsenal have been not too bad with injuries. I think they lose Timber early on. But other than that, yeah. they've been fairly okay with injuries. And I'm sure Arsenal fans are going to say, no, we fucking haven't. But I look at the Arsenal team most weeks and I go, bar, they change the left back the odd time. Um, they don't do an awful lot, you know, with regards to changes. They seem to have a steady 15. 16 lads that are always available. And that's maybe testament to the way they're, they're coached or the way they're whatever. I don't know. But, um, and people will point that out, and that's absolutely fine. I think Arsenal are, I think Arsenal are playing a very, very well despite their, what I see as limitations in their squad, i.e. the numbers. Um, well, we're de- we have better numbers, a deeper squad, but we're dealing with more injuries, so it's kind of leveling her out. And I think right now Arsenal are two points off us, and we're we're going on about how good we've been. Arsenal are two points off us, and there's only. Well, what they're doing, they seem to be taking care of the lesser teams this time, don't they, Arsenal? They yeah, well, look, they 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 bat at West Ham, and they get two 0 up against Burnley yesterday, and Burnley literally just stop. Like, watch the highlights. Yeah, the Palace just, as well, a couple Burnley of weeks. Burnley just stop. Um, but look, look, it'll it'll probably it will it'll all come out on the wash. I think in the next probably six to eight league games, and when you have five or six left, then that's when you'll really see where people are. But Liverpool have as good a chance as anybody else. Um, John, I just can't stand, fan, stand Arsenal fans. I can't stand fans of most clubs. But don't let them affect you. They're only fucking idiots online. Let's be honest about it. Yeah, There's not bro. many Arsenal fans you meet in person that go on like to do online. So don't worry about it. Um, Emma, a couple of things. Cody Gakbo, I think that's a big goal from. Mm. I think it's. I think it's a really big goal from. And... I want to I want to give you this as well um, because Kat said very early on, given our injuries, um, would rather prioritise the player best players against Luton in the league than against Chelsea at Wembley. I.e., put more emphasis on Luton. Keith's not in that boat because he said it a minute ago. So, how big is that go for Gakpo? And I'll let you kick it off. What way would you go with regards to these two teams? Because I don't think he's. I might. I don't think he might be of that thing. And I just think he's going to go. I'm putting out that team and see what happens. Uh, in terms of Gakpo, yeah, m- massive. But he, he, he's got a few goals like that, the, the tail end goals uh, this season, and you hope it kind of kicks him on. But I think he's the kind of player that needs to probably play a few games in a row to, to kind of build up ahead of steam. Um, he was flying before his injury. Um, he probably hasn't reached the heights that he has. But 
I mean, that may not be down to him. It's also down to other players like Nunes. The resurgence of Nunes this season with like his all-round game has probably <coughs> kept him from playing as many minutes as you probably would have thought he did. He was seen to be the preferred one of the two lassies. Why are you laughing at? I'm laughing at a comment from James LFC. Go on. Um, in terms of... Um, oh God... I, I think I think we're good enough, and we have we still have bodies enough to put out a decent, a decent like Keith said, a, a League Cup third round. Now I'm talking about this season League Cup third round. Yeah, we're yeah, able yeah. to play. We're we're able to play an Elliot. We're able to play a Gravenberch. We're able to play a Gapo. They're still for me pushing to start games for us. Do you know what I mean? They're not like we said, and again, not just being disparaging against the younger lads. They're not Bobby Clark. They're not McConnell. They're not like a t- uh, the the other lad, uh, Kumas uh, and stuff like that. Um, I think we have enough there to make about four or five changes and still have enough to beat Lou. Um, and yeah, look, you're gonna put out. Look, we already know who's gonna start a goal. We know Keller's gonna start a goal. He's gonna start a goal on Sunday. And um, Allison was never gonna play Sunday. I think you said at the start it's probably a slight of a blessing in disguise that Keller is probably not going into that cold. Um, but now I think I think we can go semi strong on Wednesday and then bring in maybe a little bit stronger for Chelsea. I don't think we have to throw. I don't think we have to sacrifice one or the other. I wouldn't be all for. I know I probably said back in twenty twenty two that I'd nearly sacrifice the League Cup for three points. I think the League Cup is a great start to, to win silverware in February. Yeah, look, it's, uh, it's, it's always at, nice. At the, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they're playing, they're playing a game. They're playing a game uh-huh. at the weekend for a cup, right? They're playing a game. People talk about sacrificing cup finals. They are. No, no. You know what? <laughs> no. But you see, the thing is, right? People are talking about at the end of the day, they're playing at the weekend, right? So the way Liverpool will approach this is we're playing a midweek and it's Sunday and a, and a Sunday game. That's it's it's like any most weeks exactly. It's like most weeks. I think what he'll do is I think he'll go out with very similar to what he done on Saturday, and then he'll assess and he'll probably make a couple of changes with the League Cup final. That's what I think he'll do. But having said that, what's left there? I have no issue with them playing no. Wednesday or Sunday. Nobody in there you're kind of going, he is bleeding desperate. I don't want him anywhere near it. There's nobody. Genuinely, there's nobody that's played this season where you go... When you think back, if you think of it like, if Jarrell Kwanzaa comes in and starts on Wednesday, nobody's having a bleeding shifty. You know what I mean? Because a young centre-back is coming in because they've earned that throughout the season. Bradley is established now because we don't have the right-back options. But we could go in there and put in, let's say, Joe Gomez could come in to give Robertson a break. You could bring in Kwanzaa, you could start. But midfield is getting a bit light. You know, Elliot could come in and Gakko could come in. Well. You, could make, you could make four or five changes and still have a really strong team, you know, and it just... I think that's what the way we're, I think, we're going. Look, you, have five, you have five changes. You go out and put the team out against Luton. You you go and do your job. No disrespect to Luton. They were they were quite good against Manchester United today. They've been good for most of the season in France. Yeah, they've been they've been, they've been competitive in all in uh, nearly all the games. Has anybody ha- actually hammered them? I don't think they have. Um, and you go out and you you, f- you can make five changes. Get Trina up on sixty five and make and take five of them off. What make a difference? So uh, I'm I'm not too into this. What do you do this for Wednesday for Sunday? Take the next game in front of you. It was going right. to be Luton at the weekend if you weren't in the League Cup. 
but it's Luton on Wednesday because you are in the League Cup. Just go and deal with Luton. Simple as that. Um, can I, before we go, um, there's a couple of penalties in this game yesterday that I ain't given, and I just can't get my head around them. Shani, Diogo Jota is just picked up and body slammed by a fella that just has no interest in where the football is or what's going on. And then Andy Robertson decides to just run into the back of um, Ivan Tony for no reason. And I can't understand for the life of me how neither of them are not giving us a penalty. I can. Well, apart from the obvious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've seen, seen it now time and time again. Like, what can you even say? I don't, Gav, there's no even point for talking about and they brutal again today in both games. In, in both games. Like, there's a, a career end and challenge in the Sheffield game. And That's horrendous. The man yeah. gives you yellow. <laughs> well, in yeah. fairness, I think the angle he's at, I, I don't no Stop I think that, in fairness I think the angle he's at I don't think he sees the contact made I think he actually sees the player goes across him and does catch him right but doesn't see how high he catches him because in fairness he gives the yellow and he goes over and before the replay is even over he's back on the pitch going will you ever fuck off I think in fairness <laughs> that one but I think the other one you're talking about might be Casemiro running around kicking lads for fun yeah like just because Casemiro's it's like a fucking over 35 players off the blade and you know, out of the United Churches League, he gets away with just building people. Like, do me a favor. It's, it's fucking, it's, it's piss poor. And this is why, this why you get a real beam in fucking bonnet when people start going on about who's being appointed official for the Liverpool game. It doesn't fucking matter. It does not matter. They're no, all, right. there's not one of them that stands out in a positive way. They're all fucking terrible. So it doesn't make a difference. It's just, I, I watched that yoke yesterday. The 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 Jota one, I've not seen many of them given at all this season. The only one I've probably seen given is at Old Trafford for Man City. Uh, I think Rodney gets one like that. Other than that, you haven't really seen them much. So you kind of say, you know what? The real book would probably state that's a penalty, but they're consistent on that. But like, how how is that one not given on Robertson? Like? And people saying <laughs> Ivan Tony was playing for it, and I was like, "Hold on, uh, Ivan no. Tony's standing there waiting for the ball to come to him." He just goes to, to trap a ball, and Robertson just comes in and just runs yeah, through the back. It's, it's no And I was, I was watching the game with Alan, we put our Alan yesterday, and I said, "Like, imagine that the game is nil all, and you don't get that up yeah. your end. You're fucking pulling your hair, man. You're going ballistic, yeah. and that, that should be the way you look at it. Like, you know what I mean? It, yeah. that, that should literally be the way you look at it." Like yeah, it's Jota. definitely a penalty, Robertson on on Tony. But I think the one on on Jota is definitely a penalty as well. And I get, you know, you see players making a run around the back, and someone grabs hold of their jersey and stuff like that. But this was like I see people saying, um, you know, both of them are holding. No, what hap- What's happening with Jota? Jota's putting his arms <laughs> yeah. up as if to go. I'm just going to get a move on this fella. You know the way you put your hand up to them, get a move, get your arm across him. Yeah, man, literally doesn't look at the ball. Just wraps himself around yeah. him and just jumps on the ground with him. You know, yeah. it's uh, and like VAR is looking at that and saying, "Oh, both of them are holding." Him. But that is completely. Look at that. If you're doing that on, if you're doing that on twenty yards inside your own half, the ref's giving a free in. Like you know what I mean? That's yeah. like that, it's just it's to put it this way. Canate does that. Every time we get taunt to the striker, yeah. he goes in. He's front footed and he's fucking wrestling the striker to the ground. He's getting, he's getting booked for. It. He got sent off against us by doing it twice. Yeah, John like, says City got two. Haaland at Chelsea was one as well. Which yeah, is, um, I don't even you remember. Don't, that. Like, you don't see them. Get, like you don't. 
look, City are on the, the end of the day. You go, you'll have the fucking lads with the him foil hats on, blade beaming away there in the sitting rooms. Well, everything's yeah. corruption now. Everything <laughs> doesn't matter what like, it is. It, it, but he gives it. He, he gives a free out in a corner soon after that. Yeah, I think it might be straight after it for like a small bit of pushing in the box. Yeah, it's there's no uh, there's no consistency no. at all in it. Like it's. But you have to take context into it as well. No forward holds a defender on a corner. The forward's getting away from the defender. The yeah. defender's holding the forward. Do you know what I mean? Common sense. Oh, it's not yeah, like Jota is fucking grabbing him this, so he can stay beside him. You know what I mean? That doesn't happen. Yeah, it was like, uh, look, I just had to mention him because it was a bit mad. Um, there was a... But can we say, by the way, before we move off on that, can we just put a last bit on the refs? How much of a fall has Michael Blade and Oliver had? Because he is absolute geek now, and he was regarded as one of the top refs in the he world. Just getting lumped in with them that way. That's what happens. Oh, yeah. he's lumped them all in together now. That's what I was saying yesterday. It doesn't really make a difference. Like, like it's stupid. Like you're gonna have that little bally bastard on on Sky tomorrow, Blade. Which one? On the soapbox, Jim Gallagher. Like oh, on, yeah, yeah. on a soapbox again. Grandstanding, like you know what I mean. Like, oh, yeah, and uh, he's doing everything he can to vindicate the years for more reasons than one. What anybody that changes their accent for me can't be trusted. Oh, yeah, look, if you He's very good at it, it must be said. He's good good at the English accent. And then you heard him on off the ball and he sounds like he's going down the Irish town house with a few points after. I mean, just... (laughs) I hear that. Look, Mike Dean now is doing ads for Paddy Power and fucking Mark Battenberg is the the ref on the Gladiators. So I'll just go... Is is Clattenberg being being appointed as Nottingham Forest referee analyst or something now? Ah, give me a fucking break. I'm not messing with you. I'm not messing yeah, with you. I mean, no, listen, unless unless I took this unless I took this hook line and sinker yesterday, right? Because um, I was like just delighted with Liverpool winning, and Andy, I believe anything. You know, yeah, we're gonna win. We're gonna get 100 points, even though we can only probably get 96. Um, Mark Clattenberg, I think, has been appointed by Nottingham Forest as their referee analyst. So basically, he's oh. been employed by the football club to analyze referees' decisions for and against them, um, which I presume, or you know, I don't know what the fuck he's at, but. Yeah, can someone? I'm nearly sure someone can um, confirm that in the chat before we finish up. They must uh, film gladiators in Nottingham, do they? They don't have the knicks off for them. Big travelator going over the trend then. Yeah. <laughs> um, Is it Sheffield United or Nottingham Forest, Gav? Sheffield, Nottingham Forest. Jimmy Gill says that's correct, Gav. Yeah. Nottingham, Clattenberg is often Nottingham Forest, says Cal. In the same way as Barcelona had a referee. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, well, maybe, maybe Forest will take. 40 points from the next 12 games and they'll be safe or something. I don't know. Um, he's going to into Forest as a consultant to explain why decisions are happening. Ah, oh, give me a fucking minute. Just to find a way. It's something going on why there. Why don't you just, yeah. just stick on Sky? It'll be much cheaper. Just stick he's on just Sky. Gonna He's just going to have a big knot in a big knot in a forest tattoo now. Stuart Pierce, yeah. big Stuart Pierce tattoo on his back. Hey, did I see him? He has an. Uh, did he referee at the Olympics? Because he has Olympic rings tattooed no, on his but, arm. Uh, he was the ref in the power vault. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> he was the backup fella with the gun for the hundred meters. He was the backup. <laughs> gun. He, uh, he used to clean. Don't get me wrong, the gla- like you see all this shit that they bring back from the nineties, and it ends up being absolute gash. But yeah. the, the gladiators has been great. Yeah. It's been really Wolf, is Wolf still yeah. on. And Bradley Walsh. Oh, they, they, they have a new Wolves called Viper, I think. I'd love to see Viper. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but Bradley Walsh has played a great And Goy Mowbray in comms. And then you just see this. Goy Mowbray is in comms? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure I bring up like Andy Gray and Richard Key is a big screen. <laughs> yeah, and, and you just have like. And, it's like BB. It's like someone in BBC said, "Do you know what, boys? We've a little bit of budget for there for the crack. Do you know what we'll do? We'll bring in this Muppet Clattenburg and we'll blow him up and make an absolute tick out of him on the telly every week." And the camera pans them before every game starts, and you want it like how serious the fellas take now. I'm watching it, wow. and I'm just laughing every time he comes on the screen. It's like a meme. He's a fucking dim man, honest to God. He he was the best of the bunch at one stage. That tell you how far it's gone. Yeah, it's absolutely mad. But he's uh, he's he's not he's he's the head of referee analysts at Nottingham Forest now, apparently. So big Stuart Pierce, uh, or Pierre Van Hoydonk's goal scoring record tattoo on his forearm. I think it'd be yeah. lethal. Um, but anyway, that's that's where it is. Yeah, he's uh, and look if he's if he's having watched the Gladiators, good on it. Big big recommendation, yeah. Shawnee. Um, uh, right, yeah. right, great bit of gear. Right, great bit of um, right, we're going to leave it there. Liverpool did win. They suffered uh, some injuries. Keith off to watch Liverpool playing Luton, and he knows the rules. If they don't win, he's not allowed to go anymore. That is the rules, especially in a season like this. You know the truth. You know how it goes. You just um, have to keep it going. Like I said, momentum. Keep yeah, it going. Of, keep keep on strong. How do Brentford feel about you doing the door on them? <laughs> yeah, I was at the Fulham game there before Christmas as well. So you know, at least I I kept it in West London. This time yeah, I'm venturing now to the Luton. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. keeping it local with them. Yeah. Um, before we go, our fundraiser is in the description, and um, the link is there as well. It is for fan support and food banks in Liverpool and the Lighthouse in Dublin. As I always say, as I always say, if everybody watching here. And everybody that downloads gives a quid. We literally piss through this thousand, ten thousand euros, and I mean that. If everyone here now just goes, clicks that link and puts one euros in, right? We will literally piss through it, right? So there you go. I'm not, we're not asking for five. If you want to give fives and tens, go ahead, give fives and tens. But genuinely, if everyone here tonight gave a euro and everyone that downloads this show gave a euro, we will be through that fo- ten thousand in literally no time. And I mean that, no time. Phil is doing some mad stuff where he's running hills, cycling. He's he's in kayaks. I'd say he's all sorts of stuff going on. That's five huge channels for him. Um, the Laura Lynn Hospice. The link is in the description for that. And football prizes. The Javi Alonso prize is still there. There's a couple of days left on that. Um, I think it's three ninety five a ticket, and it is the Javi Alonso custom signed, framed LEDs on the frame. Built-in TV with highlights of Istanbul and loads of other prizes that can be won as well. Um, if you want to support any of that, go ahead and do it. If you want to support the golf day that we're having, whether you want to sponsor a tee box, long drive, nears the pin, if you want to play, if you want to donate prizes for our raffle, you can get us at talkingcop1 at gmail.com. Um, Emma, anything else before we go? No, all good. <clears throat> all good? All right, okay. Um, Keith, um, no, someone, oh, good. 
No, what? I want to ask you a question. Oh, um, oh I thought you were just saying someone recommended, saying someone recommended a band to me during the week that I don't fucking know them. And I should probably. They're from Dublin called The Fontaines. Fontaines, DC? Yeah. Any good? No. I don't know if they'd be a cup of tea now, to be honest, no, Gav. But, uh, songs give I, them a go. I've listened to about three other songs. I was falling asleep while I listened to them. It was late. But I just thought the fella doesn't sing. Just talks an awful lot. Yeah. yeah, a lot of that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, He's a, <laughs> Sean, he's not yeah, having them at all. If they're watching, <laughs> if you don't watch them, change it. How bad do you have to be to sound like Richard Ashcroft on heroin? Honestly, that's <laughs> that's the only way. Okay, it's not what. You're at, you're at the start of me. Oh, we wouldn't go on to bed now in bad form because of you. <laughs> <laughs> stick, on the, stick on the grease mega mix, you'd be fucking It's, like, it's, not, yeah. it's, not, it's like fucking people who run 10K and say, oh, I really enjoyed that. You're lying to yourself. You don't like, nobody yeah. listens to the Fontaine's DC and go, this is absolute <laughs> pony. It's absolutely, it's like, I'm, I'm going to the shops and I'll buy a pint of milk and I'm going to... <laughs> Ah, uh, Josh, he let me fucking that one. We're going, this is voice. <laughs> and here, I'm not joking. That's I'd exactly like, what he sounds like. I'd That's like to say, I'd like to say I regret asking this question, but I have not regret asking this question at all. <laughs> and it was a genuine one. Anyway, uh, aside from the font hands, um, font hands, DC, <laughs> aside from that, I'll show you. Uh, boy, friends of the show, boy, the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, <laughs> and I knew, and I knew. Uh, Intro music is brought to you by the Fontaines. Shardy's uh, <laughs> not on this week because of contractual I'm disputes. Shardy, <laughs> anything else before? Who recommend them to you? Just a lad I was talking to during the week. Yeah, well, don't speak to him again. Okay, I won't. That's all. <laughs> Delete his number. Delete his number there. Go on. Well, I got a block. Delete. Boys, I'm not joking. You. I, uh, uh, go on and listen. I'm not. That's exactly the way he sounds. And I'm going yeah. down the shops and what yeah, I the found league? he wasn't singing. I found he was just. I don't know what he's making a fucking fortune. Pretty yeah, right? I know, yeah, but yeah, no, listen, come here. Didn't, <laughs> didn't they have a range of football jerseys or something to do with West Ham? Uh, yeah, with Bowles. They... No, with Bowles. That Gab, do you know who listens to them? Your man Lambert, who was involved with Bowles. That oh, really? that's, that'll do. That'll do. Uh, anyway, Shawnee, I don't think there is, but is there anything else before we go? How can we start around Bono either? No, I'm only messing with you. Right, okay. Anyway, that has been it. Well, what an ending. Um, that has been uh, the talking conference. You know. Uh, Ashcroft on two years gardening leave unless you know you'd make his Honestly, God, I believe he's our arm mad bastards in the challenge. Uh, anyway, um, that has been the talking cop for this Sunday night. Loads of shows coming this week. We will be doing as many um, of the uh, 30 shows at 10am all week. We will be previewing Luton. We will be talking about the weekend's football tomorrow night. Previewing Luton on Tuesday. Reacting to Luton on Wednesday, um, and the greatest is is there for members on Thursday. So mix of members and and main feed as well. So if you're not a member, four euros a month, get involved. Uh, the shows to be great crack. Anyway, that has been it. Um, we'll talk to you soon. And uh, yeah, there's a league to be won here. There's no doubt about it. Over and out.
Social Podcast Network.